This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, is my child a reflection of me? And if so, I hope I look cute. Plus, Biz doesn't do anything. Teresa is excited. And we talk to Helen Ellis, author of American Housewife, but more importantly, my big sister. Woo! I like to call her my big sister, <laughs> as if that insinuates anything. That's funny. <laughs> I like to call my sister my little sister all the time. Yeah. And whenever I say that, people assume I'm talking about a 10-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> my older sister. She's only three years younger than me. <laughs> Mine's a hundred years older than me, guys. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. Um, how are you? I'm good. I'm going to say something about my sister since oh, talking to your exciting. sister today. How's... Sisters. Sisters. Okay. Um, my sister <laughs> is totally about to have her first baby. It's going to be so soon. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The due date is February 5th. Could be today. It could totally be today. It could totally be today. It could totally be today. <laughs> um, so I'm just, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm so excited. And it's like, it's such a weird feeling because. Are you the first one in your, of your siblings to have a kid? Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah. This is, and, her, I, and now your baby Jesse, sister. Jesse and I are both the first wow. uh, to have kids, like, yeah. in, of our generation, yeah. in our families. And so our kids are the only grandkids. Um, and our siblings, none of our siblings have kids. So this is, like, major. Big and deal. I feel, like, I feel so excited. And it's, like, weirdly painful that I, like, can't, like, be by her side at all oh. times in a weird way. Even oh, though, like, nice. I know that, like, she doesn't necessarily want me there. <laughs> and, like, Get away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, I and I am going to try, try, try if I can to go up, like, for the birth to yeah. meet the baby. But um, it's... Ah, like I feel like protective of her and like Aww. nervous for her and excited for her. And I'm doing that thing where I just have to keep my mouth shut at this point <laughs> because like she's going to do great. She's How, gonna... are How are you now? 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 Exactly. How are you now? Have you thought about this? I'm trying to be helpful. It's probably going to hurt really yeah, bad, yeah. but don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting's easy. I hope you haven't been listening to the show for the last three years. You're going to do great. Well, that's terribly exciting. It is exciting. That right. is like one of those really hard places to be in and keep your mouth shut. It is. Because we talk all the time about like, sometimes shit just comes out of our mouth oh, that yeah. is not at all what we mean. And, and like, not hey, helpful hey, at all. How you feeling? Yeah. Like, well, you got twins yeah. in there? Like, yeah, whatever. You're any you day look now. tired. Are you tired? Yeah. yeah. Like, all yeah. that shit. And, and none of it is, but the listener, yeah. the receiver yeah. of our amazing garbage mouths. <laughs> Where things just fall out. Don't don't find it helpful. Ninety percent of our calls have been about that. Yeah. So what a unique place for you get to that you get to it's be in, Teresa. Really special, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of garbage coming out of our mouths, uh, I'm gonna let that segue in to yeah. something I want to bring up. Yeah. I'm gonna have a very meta moment. Yeah. On the one bad mother show. So, uh, two episodes ago. <clears throat> We had a sort of a catch-up show. We were talking about just lots of little things in our lives. And I talked about uh, my feminist fireside chats with Katie Bell, where I shared uh, my story of uh, Katie Bell and I talking about uh, toys not having gender. That <laughs> toys are—anybody can play with boy toys. Anybody can play with girl toys. There, there are no boy toys or girl toys. Anybody can play with whatever you want to. The label's just sort of created for us, even if that toy— is a doll of a girl or a doll of a boy, 
anybody can play with it, yeah. right? And in doing so, I used an example of that there's really only one difference between boys and girls, and that are the that's the physical parts. Boys have penises, girls have vaginas. And this was to my six-year-old, and uh, my Teresa, thankfully, pointed out on the show— <laughs> After all of my hilarious, does that couch have a penis? Um, uh, stuff that, that that what I said was not in fact accurate. Uh, that uh, there are some children who are born boys but have uh, don't have male genitalia, and same for girls, right? And you just I know I'm 100 percent a boy, but I have a vagina, right? Yeah. Like this is a thing. And Teresa luckily pointed it out to me when I was very thankful for about, for that, but. One of the other things I'm really thankful for is that we have created a show or at least trying to constantly create a show in which we have a really great diverse listenership. And part of that is our LGBT community that find us amusing and a fun place to come for parenting and talking. And they feel included with us in our show. And I just used wording that I wasn't aware was nice. You know, or wasn't clear. It was not that it wasn't necessarily nice. It just I could have been clearer, but to be honest, I just didn't know the wording, and I now do. I now know that better things to say are most. I could have said that. I could have said most kids have a vagina. Most kids have a penis, right? So I'm very thankful for that, and I'm very thankful to our community for bringing it to my attention and allowing me the chance to learn uh, uh, that I that there are better ways to talk about it, uh, as well as apologize. For saying stuff. And and what wound up happening was I got to go back to Katie Bell and talk to her not only about the lessons of even if our words were intended one way and have unintended effects, it's still our responsibility because they are our words. So we still have responsibility for the things we say, even if they come out as we didn't intend them to. And in that conversation, she was like, why? Give me the example. What'd you say? I was like, well, remember that conversation we had about couches with penises and yeah. vaginas? Oh, our furniture is so uncomfortable, guys. Um, sexy, sexy furniture. I told her uh, about how I'd explained it to her. And then I told her how I should have explained it to her. And she was like, well, what do they do? Like, it led to this great conversation of like, well, what do they do? If, what do you do if, what, you're, if you're a boy with, yeah. and you are born with a out of penis. Yeah. So we got to go through that conversation, which was really kind of fun. And she was like, that's cool. Yeah, maybe they wear a hat. I was like, yeah, maybe they wear hats. <laughs> maybe they, she was like, maybe they, I'm like, what do you think they might want to do? Yeah. So that was really fun. But uh, something else I wanted to point out real quick is one of the things that I think uh, put kind of a off spin on the whole conversation to start off with was right before we started, I made a comment that was, like, I don't want any emails about this, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, I guess, my best Donald Trump impression. <laughs> um, everybody relax. Uh, which is usually the very things that make us all not relax. Yeah, and yeah. it was a, Teresa and I have been doing the show for like three years, and uh, we always try and be really mindful of the things we say. And uh, with also, at the same time, being honest and, and, you know, about whatever we're sharing that week. But... We don't want to fall into casualness, you yeah. know, where we suddenly talk like we don't have listeners and you guys don't know who we are. I mean, we have to always remember that this could be the very first show that somebody's listening to. And it was a casual thing to say, and it was a pretty flippant thing to say. And by no means uh, am I ever unavailable if if you want to follow up. I have learned actually so many things. One of my favorite examples is we were talking about strollers a couple of, you know, like a year or so ago. And I was like... 
Well, the one thing I don't understand are big old kids in strollers. Like, that makes me yeah. crazy. And then I got this great call. Actually, somebody called and left a message on our voicemail saying, hey, sometimes kids on the spectrum uh, who have autism, they find it really comforting to be in the stroller because it helps block out noises and, like, things that are affecting them. And I was like, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. And now I am actually going to be more empathetic for that. Yeah. Actually, thank you for act- telling me. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I really don't give a shit who's in that stroller. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I now care that to I begin think about with. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so again, uh, we're always open for stuff like that. If you if you don't like yeah. the sound of my voice, not much I can do about that. Yeah, so those, yeah. I'm not responding to those. Yeah. Fair enough, guys. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I think somebody made a good point in our discussion about this um, in the One Bed Mother Facebook group, mm-hmm. which was that like, you know, our our whole thing is like, don't be a jerk and don't assume anybody's mm-hmm. being a jerk to you. But like, it's true that, like you said, sometimes we say things where we're totally not atten- intending right. to be a jerk, but we just didn't realize that it could hurt somebody's feelings yeah. or just not be accurate and like that and in those (laughs) in those instances that is like the perfect time for us to hear from you guys like that is like the per and we welcome we really do welcome that even if we joke about like not wanting to hear it which not a funny joke turns out yeah not a funny joke (laughs) we'll try not to do that but like yeah we just we so appreciate you guys and we appreciate your like patience with us and we just so appreciate the community. So yeah, I mean, and uh, yeah, I so thank you guys very much. And today, we're going to talk about is my child a reflection of me as a parent and as a person. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember: if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Are your children a reflection of who you are as a parent? That's such an interesting question. Yeah, don't you think? It is. I, there are so many ways to talk about this. Uh-huh. But I would like to start off with... Uh, how there are many times I think it's true. Uh-huh. Uh, when I, I, for example, my children mm-hmm. have done really well uh, segueing into new experiences. Oh, and I of all the prep work, that all you of my that. prep work because of my <laughs> diligent prep work, library research work, my reading, my mm-hmm. singing, my prepping, my talking giant, about everything with them, my giant role playing scenarios. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's on me, guys. That's cool. It has nothing to do with their temperaments or who they are or will become as people. It is on me. Uh-huh. Katie Bell is also polite and uses uh, nice, polite words. Mm-hmm. That's me, right? Yeah. That, that's on me. Yeah, I, think I am that's a you. really good, that is a great reflection yeah. of me when she uses those nice words. Yeah. Do you know what people say? What nice manners you have. Uh-huh. Your parents have done such yeah. a fine job. Actually, yeah. now here's the weird thing. Growing up, mm-hmm. I am, uh, just to remind people, mm-hmm. maybe listening for the first time today, I have a six-year-old daughter, two-year-old son. I am 42, mm-hmm. not 36. Not 36. <laughs> <laughs> and she does look 36, guys. I grew up in Alabama, and my parents were very supportive of us, but... Uh, I can remember people saying, you know, other parents talking about us and how it reflected on my parents mm-hmm. or, or hearing those sorts of things said mm-hmm. at school uh, in the 70s and 80s. And uh, 
how you behaved, how you presented yourself, all of that was a direct reflection mm-hmm. on your parents. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm saying my parents were great parents mm-hmm. because I am so wonderful. How about you? I mean, how about you? Do, well, do you... that's funny. I definitely didn't come prepared with a list of great qualities <laughs> of my kids that are reflections of me. Um, I have that running all the time. Yeah. I have a Siri. Th- Siri. Yeah. Please make a note. My children are beautiful and perfect and amazing again today. And it is a direct reflection on me. Um, (laughs) No, I think that's so funny. Actually, what that made me think of was um, Oscar. So Oscar is two and almost a quarter. So a little over two. Um, And he's in preschool three days a week. And his teachers keep commenting to me about how polite he is and like how impressed they are. But it's so funny because... And I've, I've like said this to him, but I've kind of stopped saying it because I'm just like, whatever. But right. like Simon is not Simon is four, almost four and a half. And he's he's like he's relatively polite. I'm not going to say like anybody's going to be like, oh, so polite. But I mean, like nobody's like, oh, look at that. Like, he didn't take a shit on child. the floor today. No, right. yeah, he's like, it's like, OK at it. You know, we're constantly like reminding him and stuff. But like Oscar I swear to you, this is just something about Oscar. Right. It's about his personality. I swear to you, I don't give two shits whether my two-year-old right. is, like, saying please and thank you at the appropriate times and, like, greeting people properly. And, like, uh, he's picking up on it from the home, right. obviously. So that's, I mean, that is that is kind of, like, I can give myself a pat on the back. But he's just, it's, like, a funny thing about him. Like, he's yeah. really into saying, like, thanks, mama. Yeah. And then he goes, like, welcome, <laughs> And he's like, you know, like, please, can I have, you know, he's just, he just likes doing that. I don't know. I don't know. But I, that is one of the, it's like the opposite where like, I'm kind of like, he's doing that. It makes me look really good. And I don't know (laughs) if I like really deserve that. It's just like a thing about him. All right. Fair enough. But like, I think there's like, it's, it's much easier to have no problem thinking about your children being a reflection on you. When they're doing great. When they're doing great. Oh, yeah. Certainly, like, overall, I'm constantly thinking, like, look at my great kids. Like, they're great. This is because of all this great great stuff And it's because I've, like, set everything up this way. and like perfect. And also, like, even when there's things about, like, Simon reminds us of Jesse a lot. But, Mm -hmm. like, that's still giving myself a pat on the back because I'm like, (laughs) I chose this man to, like... Make my children with, and like that's why we have this like amazing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, no, absolutely. It's, it's not since to, it's the like, beginning of time. Yeah, your influence on yeah. your children. Yeah, that is yes. You are, you are, you are it. Yeah, I fully, fully agree. Okay, you had so so. Uh, we are both agreeing. We had a lot to do with it. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely. Okay. Now there are some other times, for example. When our children aren't great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellis, who has now been in preschool, total of five days total, guys, mm-hmm. over the course of two weeks, five days in to the prison system. Uh-huh. <laughs> five days in, uh, we, like, I'm out going to pick up Katie Bell from school, and we go to the auditorium to wait for them to release the children mm-hmm. uh, into the pickup scenario. Um, and it's like me, and there's uh, another family who I always hang out with, and they've got a little boy who's like maybe just one, mm-hmm. right, walking. Mm-hmm. And these kids have 
interacted. But ever since preschool, Ellis has to now touch all small children that he sees. Mm. And it's not just touch. He just, like, walks right up to that kid, stands there in front of him. And you're like, that's not cute. What's yeah. he going to do? What yeah. is that? What's Saying he hello. Hi, you can say hello. Yeah. You can say hello. Boom. And pushes that kid down. Oh, no. And I was just like, all of us just, like, froze. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I just was like, I mean, like, <laughs> Yeah. All of us. The mother looked at me. Yeah. And then she and I are friends, but yeah. she gave me that look across her face yeah. like, what kind of monster are right. you raising? Right, right, right. right. And like, <laughs> or at least that's how it felt. That's to how it felt. And yeah. my first thought was, fucking preschool, oh, yeah. like what you've done to oh, my yeah. child. Well, that's, I mean, you weren't even, like, the, it actually, it actually has to be preschool because I mean, if you if you thought he might do that, you would never have right. just stood back and like watched him interact with this one year old. Right. You would have been like ready. Yeah, you know like sometimes you have to be ready. <laughs> like, hey, my 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 hit ya, so I just got to be ready. Yeah. So we're not gonna. No, no, you don't get like, to I'm see gonna babies. I'm gonna crouch down right yeah. here with you and be You're like, right. clo- I'm gonna kind of like protect this child. Like the reason right. you weren't doing that is because he's never because done I would that never before. assume he would do it. Yeah. And so, but let me tell you how fast how fast how fast that became a reflect any influence i had on that right. child i shoved as far away from me as possible yeah. any and all responsibility oh, yeah. was suddenly like yeah. out the door whose child is this yeah. i don't even know whose child uh, this somebody's is somebody's kid just somebody's pushed kid, over yeah. a baby and his father works a lot of yeah. hours right yeah like, whatever. Like, the blame just starts to go everywhere else yeah despite the fact that everybody's had that moment oh, and, yeah. and and yeah so like for me that's a good example do yeah. you have i mean are there yeah, I mean, I think just Are there like things you would like to not take responsibility. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, cuz Simon is very he's not he's not introverted. He's like a little bit introverted, a little bit extroverted, yeah. but like he has this way of being just totally absorbed in his own business mm. and like not that interested in like other like right. kids and other people and what's going on around him. And like sometimes out in the world we'll be like interacting with other kids, other kids who I know he really likes. And there's just nothing like he's right. just not giving anything. And I'm just like there's this part of me that's just like I mean that is totally him and right. you know it's part of his development and it's part of you know who he is but there always is this part of me that's going like god that's so weird yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? like that is just that is just definitely not from my side of the family like <laughs> you know what i mean like i'm just like yeah. uh yeah i don't know like well, it's weird. I don't. Re- I don't up, relate to this. Like, that brings a, up like a slightly larger question of the whole like nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. where you're like, no, like, I definitely the, would not attribute it to nurture. Right. Because I'm right. like, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, because like, is, well, here's the thing. I think that I think the, the 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 truth is that if it's nature, we want very sometimes very little to do with those attributes that our kids pick up. That's not. The, yeah. Those aren't the ones that we're like. You know, it's usually you hear somebody say, he gets that from my side of the family. Right, right, you know, right, Occasionally, yeah. if they're, like, winning at the spelling bee, you're like, yeah, yeah. that's my side of the family. Yeah. But, like, Stefan and I always comment about, like, well, Katie Bell got, like, pretty much our two, quote-unquote, worst, you know, personality treats. With, with him, you know, with me, it's the, you know... Talk, 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 la, 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 like must engage in every person that I see. And simultaneously with Stefan, it's 
I'm focused on, is that a butterfly? Where did that just, oh, oh is that something? Oh, well, I just, I, you know, and there's like a million, pro, like he, the focus is in there. So it's like <laughs> high energy, no focus. Oh, like, God. and we're like. Like calling my, call, oh, Simon will do that where he's like calling my attention to yeah. something, but then he's in the middle of it, just spacing out yeah. and doing something else, but then gets mad if I just like stop paying attention because yeah. he still wants me to be <laughs> paying attention to him, even though he's. Right, right. So we, but we yeah, want yeah, credit yeah. for the nurture stuff. Right. Almost all the time. We do. We right. Right. Okay, so did. here's a question. Before you had kids, yeah. or even when you had little bitty babies, yeah. what did you feel about? I mean, did you ever think about this? I mean, do you, I mean, I know that I grew up with kids whose parents absolutely like lived vicariously through their children. If their children were not perfect automatons every time they mm-hmm. went out, mm-hmm. that reflected poorly upon them and their social status and like who they were and like mm-hmm. what they did. It was very much a cultural thing. And so I guess as a kid, I thought often about, like, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I will never do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or I need to strike a balance mm-hmm. of, you know, of, is there something, is there a benefit to your child as they get older realizing that they are a reflection of your family and you're representing us and mm-hmm. who we are? So you have a responsibility with that or should they not? I mean, did you ever have any of this? That's really interesting. Um, yeah, I think I have always like, and my parents raised me this way too. Like, I think there's a lot of like appreciation for the innocence of young childhood and that it's really important to let kids kind of explore and, have their, you know, explore who they are, do things their own way, and also just have their hard times and have their Mm -hmm. meltdowns and kind of just let them be babies and toddlers and little kids. um, So that's kind of, uh, that's always been more important to me than like, and your dress will be pressed and your hair will be brushed. Like it's only, (laughs) it's only like recently that I started realizing like, I really need to brush my boy's hair hair in the morning. was shorter before True. but like we're now getting to the point where like he's old enough that like like you talked about on the show that moment where Katie Bell was like going to that uh, play date and you were like her hair has I to have, like it can't it can't be, just be like crazy. a big messy ball like it right. has to, I'm like starting to get to that point where I'm like yeah I want him to like yeah I want but but it's not I don't know if it's I don't know if it's as much how he reflects on me as it is just like wanting to him to have the best chance in life you're right it's not so much a reflection on us, except you want them to be reflecting something good as they go out into the world. They yeah. need to understand because they're not going to be toddlers or six-year-olds yeah. or whatever forever. And uh, so they need to be equipped with some of these skills of politeness and understanding that what you wear is, you know, yeah. like uh, says something about you. Yeah. And But I guess at the same time, down deep, that is a reflection on who you are as a family and who you so. are. I mean, yeah. you know, it. I mean, again, I've told the story before where my mother found me like in high school. I was like running around the university with some friends. And I didn't have shoes on. And mm-hmm. my dad was um, uh, in the administration, worked uh, there. And mama saw me or somebody told mama oh. that they had seen us running around and I didn't have my shoes on. <laughs> it's so dumb is that? I and mean, I'm just like, you know, stupid hillbilly I in didn't Alabama. Start anyway. until I was like in college. Well, you're like in California. But, right? okay, like, yeah. but like in Alabama, I mean, it was like you always okay, were. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand when I moved to New York in my late 20s, uh-huh. just before like 2000, uh-huh. it was like so freeing that 
I didn't have, if I was like wearing a skirt out, I didn't have pantyhose on with it. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you didn't wear, Okay. like there were, yeah. my part wasn't straight if I had my hair in pigtails. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still, when I'm doing Katie Bell's crazy ass hair yeah. into pigtails, I will never get a part through her hair. Ever. Yeah. Right? Like, I yeah. don't want to spend the three hours it's going to take to get it. Yeah. But, like, there's this weird twinge in the back of my head, like, somebody's going to judge her because yeah. her part's not straight. Yeah. Right? She's the kid with the crazy part. Whoa. Which is just, like, old. I mean, okay. again, different yeah. time slightly, just yeah. slightly uh, different, you know, area of the country, that kind of thing. So... But Mama was just like, just chewed me out about it. Yeah. You know, and like the things that she would pick and choose to chew me. So God knows she probably was just having a shit day and was like, we're going to talk about yeah. not wearing shoes yeah. in retrospect. Well, it's also because it was like a third party that it yeah, got passed to her. It. There's that. And you don't know who that person was. Right. Like maybe they were Judgy McJudgerson. And like my dad's boss. Your, I mean, like, who knows? Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there are... I. So as we joke about, we don't want to take credit Mm -hmm. for our kids pushing or saying, like, innocent things as children, as babes, right? You know, that woman's pregnant, and it's a man, and he's just over it, right? (laughs) You're like, no one necessarily thinks you're sitting at home saying that. But then our kids get older. And it's like one thing to say, I really hope how my child appears out in public reflects well on my child and on me. They start getting influenced by their friends, music and TV. We are not watching. I cannot imagine I know everything my kid's watching by the time that they are teenagers or even in middle school, right? Um, They're at other people's houses where they may think that their parents are really cool. Right. What are their parents doing? Yeah. And probably in a nudist colony. Probably in a nudist colony. Probably. That's probably true. Hey, Mr. Jerry (laughs) hangs out nude all the time, Mom. What's the big deal? (laughs) I'm like, ah, you're never allowed at Mr. Jerry's house again. What the fuck? Um, and <laughs> other influences. Okay. That's right. And, and then what happens? I'm gonna, Okay. If you were to say to me, when I, or I will say to you, mm-hmm. there have been many times in my life before I had kids and even after I had kids where I would see like a news story about like a senator's, like a group of senator's kids, you know, like <laughs> doing something super racist and awful at college yeah right and i am like or even now people just doing bullshit hateful shit Mm -hmm. and my first thought is of course they didn't know better you know i guarantee you they were raised in a house where that was common and that was you know that just clearly Mm -hmm. that is what that is Mm -hmm. right but then i seen i've seen like we had a great conversation on our message board once where a mom comes on and she's like, oh, my God, my kid just, I just got called to school because my kid super casually busted out some racist shit at school. Oh, my God. And she, the mom's like, we don't talk like that yeah. in our house. We are, like, yeah. are so absolutely oh constantly point out, you know, equality. And, like, this yeah. has, like, been our whole life's mission. Yeah. And then my kid says this. Yeah. And now I feel like everybody thinks that yeah. we're a home full of racists, yep. right? And, yep. like, she's like, I don't even know how to, like, I don't know what to do with my kid. Because, like, that, you know, the kid was, like, expelled for it and stuff. Like, I don't know how to teach my child now going forward. And I don't know how. Yeah. And, like, again, the community was great. And some people came on and said, okay, this is what you do. <laughs> yeah. And they gave, like, her really good advice about, like, you're going to take your child out. You guys are going to do this community service work. You're going to talk about it. She's going to write a paper. She's going to do, like, she's got to understand the actions of her words. And you need to continue to enforce upon her that that is not okay. And that's not yeah. what you guys feel. There's nothing you can do about how the rest of the world yeah. sees you, which yeah. really sucks. But as a parent, yeah. 
whether it's that extreme right there or I think back to Katie Bell being like less than one and we're up at the tot lot in Brooklyn at the playground and it's like me and her and there's a mom and a slightly older kid who's running around with an airplane and that kid just runs right up to Katie Bell and throws that plane at her head and I was just like what the fuck and I yeah. What's wrong with that mother? Why would you have your kid out here if your kid, you know, throws stuff? And maybe it was the first time he ever did it, right? Right. Like now as a mom, I'm like this. Oh, my God. So much of what happens as a parent comes totally out of left field. And you're not prepared for it. If, If you... If you were, if like you were constantly battling with, you know, a kid who hits or is going through something, you are the one who's down. You don't put them in the situation, right? But sometimes they just get influenced from out in the world. But that's like a hard thing to be as a parent if you know that you have set up this model that is not that. Yeah. What do you? How do you deal with that? Because you're still a person. You're not just this kid's parents. Right. You're a person out in the world. Right. And like this thing that they've done suddenly strips from you one more time some sense of identity of who you are. Yeah. I don't have a point to this. I don't have an answer. this just sounds yeah. like a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it just sounds Is really... our future. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's it's actually... So maybe that is the lesson. Yeah. That like, we just... We aren't the same as them. Right. They are not the same as us. We have a job to do with them. Right. And we have a relationship with them. But, like, they are not us. We are not them. And, like, maybe that is valuable to have as that... a reminder. Because even with... Even with the good stuff. Right. Even with the good stuff, it's a little bit false sometimes. Right. Like, sometimes it's, I mean, totally, we deserve all the credit in the world. You right. You know, like, we're, do, we're working really hard. Yeah. But, like, I remember, I can't remember who, like, what we were talking about, but I was talking with a friend of mine who was visiting. I was talking about, sometime when Oscar was a baby, I was talking about some kind of personality trait of yeah. Simon's. And I was like, yeah, and it's really, it's really, like, strange, because, like, Jesse's, Jesse was never like that, and I was never like that. And she goes, like... Well, you know, he's just he's also he... it might just be something about Simon. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Yes, but yeah. like and it was just like a quick, like weird flip in my mind. But yeah. I was like, that is like so important. Like so many of the things can also coincide with things about us. And like we just we just don't know. So well, it's I, also, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah. Again, some of it is totally nature. Yeah. But I don't think that relieves of us of our responsibility to try and set these bars yeah. and oh, these yeah. guidelines no. so that when our kids go out and meet these influences, you know, I mean, like, I ran with that group of kids who were, like, thought it was hilarious to embarrass their mother out, like, out at Disneyland, like, Mom, I don't want you drugs, you know, oh, <laughs> when yeah. you're waiting in line and that yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, please don't let that be my future. It's going to totally be my future. Like, you think this is really funny. Like, yeah. you know, kids just go get weird for a while. They do. And yeah. you kind of have to ride through it. But you also, I guess, you know, I mean, I was certainly around the horribleness all the time, mm-hmm. you know, especially growing up in Alabama. But I always knew the difference between that being okay and that not being okay. And so I don't know how much of that was just me taking the things and the influences in my life and setting a bar for myself when I got to that age and how much of that was just my parents constantly, you know, kind of being on us Mm -hmm. about what's okay and what's not okay uh, out in the world, whether that be running around barefoot or when people say things that are really derogatory, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't, 
No, I mean, like, I, like, it, and it goes back to the, I mean, I don't know, you're right. Like, some of it's you just have to, like, let go. Yeah. And just cross your fingers. Yeah. And hope you've done everything you can do. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you just have to be what I now look like every time we go anywhere with Ellis. No pushing, no pushing. One touch, don't touch, do not push, do not push. We do not push. We don't push our friends. We don't push. We don't push them, uh, which is equally relaxing and a great. And then I, again, I look equally awesome uh, as an individual and as a parent walking <laughs> yeah. out in the world. Right, yeah. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Hal. And we're the hosts of We Got This. The show that offers definitive answers to dumb debates that you suggest. Every Wednesday, we discuss the hot button topics you never knew you cared so much about. Like whether you should put ketchup on a hot dog. What's the best Star Wars movie? Whether it's better to be too hot or too cold. Coke or Pepsi? Best Marvel movie. Which is the best religion? I told you we're not doing that one. So join us every week on MaximumFun.org. And don't worry, everyone. We got this. We got this. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So last week, I had a fail where I forgot Simon's homework, the first week of homework. Well, this week, my genius moment, I'm so (laughs) redeemed this week. Um, And this is, like, one of those small genius moments, but Mm. it really did make me feel good. So this morning... Dropping him off at the beginning of the week, not only did I remember the homework packet, but I also remembered his lunch and his Mm -hmm. water. I also remembered his nap time sheets, which had to be washed over the weekend. Good job. And I also remembered um, the sign-up sheet for the new session of science class, which Mm -hmm. starts this week, which I never get in in advance of the first day running there, trying to get there (laughs) right in time for the class to start. Um, And I also remembered... An extra pair of shoes, which he needed for his cubby because they need to keep an extra pair of shoes there and the other old ones he had, like, grown out of. Right. So I remembered all of all these of things. It. And I had them all ready to go. And I brought them to school. And I put them all in their places and everything. I just feel like I, like, did it. You just you did know? that super mom thing. Good I really job. Did it. Good job. Thank good, you. Good job. Uh, so I have spoken often that Katie Bell and I play games at dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the card games, uh, mm. you know, we either play like um, uh, Crazy Eights mm-hmm. or uh, there's a game called Zombie Run, which is really fun. To, mm-hmm. I highly recommend this game to people six, uh, five or six or older. Um, anyway, uh, we play these all the time. And we've I just came up with this thing where we play X amount of rounds and whoever wins all those rounds is the winner. Uh, but we're not allowed to like brag i mean like we work on skills we work on gaming skills mm-hmm. like it's not okay to be like i won like whatever mm-hmm. like we you can't mm-hmm. also be a bad loser yeah 
But then I came up with the bragging round. So after everything's mm-hmm. done and we've played all our normal games, we play one mm-hmm. last round where whoever wins that one gets to like totally go bananas, right? <laughs> so I, we had a long streak of Katie Bell killing me yeah. every night uh-huh. to the point where I'm just like, ugh. And then I win the, the, the redeem me the bragging yeah. game. And I'm like, yeah, I win. You know, like you just yeah. get to run around and act like a total jerk. Yeah. And then, or she does get to. But it contains it in one nice area yeah. and it's really fun. That's great. That, I just, love that. I, it's so a genius fun. for our family. Yeah. No, it's so <laughs> fun. I love it. Issue. No, I love it because I love that it's like it's like uh, it's like the screaming room. Yeah. It's like the room where you can go scream yes. or whatever. It's like it's contained, <laughs> contained insanity. Room. My car. <laughs> Wait, who? It was like it was a the recent guest who had, had the room like where the like playroom. Anything you can, you can anything. do anything you, you want. Do anything you room. want. But yeah. I, I, I like the image of there just being screaming room. a screaming room where mother goes. I'm calling from the grocery store parking lot with a genius. It's not very child-related, unfortunately, but (laughs) it's the best I could do. So I have a two-year-old. He's very busy, very active, and I've been working on um, some self-care and kind of whatever you call getting back to normal. And one of the things I just haven't quite mastered is painting my toenails. (laughs) It's so hard because he just wants to step on them and mess everything up every time I try. So anyways, my genius is that I said I was going to the grocery store and I basically packed up a mobile office. I'm paying my bills in the car. I am making doctor's appointments and I painted my toes. So I'm feeling good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the show. Really love it. Bye. I, if people knew what was happening in their grocery store parking lots, yeah, they would light those things a lot better at night. Yeah. I mean, like, we get, yeah. I love the, like, it's a night, little office. It's becoming, like, a, a third genre. I'm calling from the grocery store parking lot. Like, we yeah. get that one a lot. It's genius. Yeah. But the painting the toes in the car actually yeah. is really genius. It's a new level. It really is. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Yeah, I like it. Failures. Teresa, fail me. Fail, 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 fail! You suck. I feel really bad about this one, but that's why I think I have to share it. Okay. Um, So I was taking, it was one of the days where I had to take Simon to karate because Jesse was out of town and I had Oscar with me and he wasn't napping. So he was like up and he was like really restless during the class and there was like nowhere for me to like have him and nowhere to like play outside and it was just like a hard class getting through the class and we get to the end of the class and like I help Simon get his shoes on and then we are like about to go but there's just a sea of people like between us and the door Mm. like in the area where you put your shoes back on and like start to leave and Oscar's like super wiggly I have him in my arms but he just like wants to get down like I don't want him to like go running off and like try to have to grab him again I'm wearing my shoes and I just like make a quick decision to just like walk over the mat to get to the door like with Simon and Oscar. Yeah. And you're not supposed to step on the mat with your shoes on. You're just not supposed to do it. And it was like one of those things where like if I'd given myself even like half a second longer to like really think about it, I just would have waited and like thought about it. But I was just so it was like I just gathered up all the stuff and holding him and keeping him and you know, whatever. I was just like, it'll be fine. It's like two steps, you know. Right. So I just do it. 
And then, of course, I'm like, ugh, you know, like, not a good idea. And then Simon's like, we stepped on the mat. You know, he's like yelling. Out, we yeah. stepped on the mat with our shoes. You know, you're not. Supposed- and I'm like, you're right. And I'm like annoyed too because he's announcing it to and everybody. Then, you know, whoop, but, whoop, whoop, whoop. yeah. <laughs> and so like I'm like embarrassed yeah. that like everybody know. Like I'm sure everybody saw it anyway, but like I'm embarrassed that like it's been like alerted, and I'm like totally immediately regretful that yeah. I had done that. And then I like had to have this conversation with Simon where I was just like. I know, like, at first I was like, I know, it'll be fine. And then, like, we get to the car and I'm putting him in the car and I had to, like, be like, you know what? You're totally right. Like, I really yeah. should not have done that. And he, But he's still, like, it was really hard for him to, like, right. get through it because I, like, really fucked up, you know? It was, like, yeah. the, one of the main rules of the thing. And I was just, uh, whatever. It just sucked. It I just was, sucked, I just, yeah. Because it's also one of those ones where in the back of your adult mind, you're like, Fuck it. Yeah. The, the maps are disgusting. Yeah, like, and nobody yeah. is going to... My shoes are clean. Like, come but on. But in the I mean, universe but, no, of your you son, just don't do it. And yeah. you just don't... Like, yeah. come on. I know. Like, pull it together, Mom. Just stand I, there what for... What a poor reflection on you as a parent right? and as a person. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, you suck. Yeah. You're going to owe me 20 push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Ah, uh, we had an uh, old friend in town, and I found out about it. It's like one of those things where, like, oh, Stones is going to be in yeah. town. Oh, I'd really like to go to whatever brunch you're going to do, even though I know it's nowhere near me, but I want to go. It's a yeah. Saturday morning, right? Yeah. The kind of thing that uh, I would probably not go to mm-hmm. because I'm tired and yeah. babies. Yeah. Uh, but I really wanted to see her, so I fully committed to going, uh-huh. and I go yeah. to the wrong restaurant. <gasps> Which was in no. LA, everybody. Of course, there's like two. Name the same thing. They've got no. like one in Sherman Oaks and one <gasps> in like West Hollywood. No. Okay. They're like not Those close. Those are both really far away from your house. They're too. both, hey, far away. Really They're both far. An, e- an easy 25 to 30 minute drive from <gasps> my house and then from each other, another 25 minutes, right? So I, and they even, everybody texted me, it's the such and such place in Sherman Oaks. But I kept thinking to myself, when I type it in, only one say. comes up. Only one comes yeah. up. It doesn't say two locations. Just oh. one comes up. But I'm I'm me, guys. I should have looked at it. You should have. I should have double checked. And I knew that I should yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. And it was, I mean, I just pulled oh. up and I got like front row parking paid for it. <gasps> yeah. I. But it was just like, wow, there you go. Yeah. W- wipe my hands of that one. Yeah. Good morning, ladies. I'm calling in with a fail because it's Saturday morning and I've done everything right up until the point where I open my dryer and find sparkly, glittery, huge sequins, sticker back sequins all over all of my clothes, all over my child's clothes. And I'm searching and digging through to figure out what might be the cause of these (laughs) sticky sparkly, shimmery sequins all over everything. Little do I know that I had thrown my daughter's dance costume in the dryer, which is not supposed to go in the dryer, probably for this exact reason. And now I'm a disco ball for the rest of the day. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Double fail. (laughs) Boom. Have a great day, ladies. 
Wow. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it is a bummer. That's like one of those, like, you don't even know it's about to be a fail yeah. until, like, you're, like, in it. Like, you yeah. open that dryer up. Yeah. And, like, here's the thing. It's sort of like pooping in the tub. It's one of those, not you, but the child pooping <laughs> in the tub. You don't know these things are going to happen. Yeah. But every one of us, at yeah. some point in time, there will be something that had been in a pocket. The number of oh, rocks yeah. I pull out of my washing machine oh, yeah. or, like, you know, yo-yos or glitter or, like, yeah. lipstick or whatever. Yeah. You're going to open that fucking dryer up. Yep. And it's a night and a nightmare awaits you. Mm-hmm. And all you can do is be like, <laughs> well, there it is. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Yep. Well, and uh, double fail. Actually, it was a triple fail. Not only doing that to your own stuff and then just being fine with it because you've <laughs> given up, but you've also ruined your daughter's dad's right. costume. Yeah. So there you go. Good job. Good good job. Good job. (laughs) You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call... My sister. Okay. (laughs) This week we are calling my sister. And while that should be reason enough, she also has just released a collection of short stories called American Housewife, which reveals the dark underbelly of domestic life, and most recently landed her on the New York Times bestsellers list. You may have read about her in Vogue or in the style section of the New York Times or heard her on Weekend Edition, but I will always know her as the person who locked me in a closet and tried to get me to drink toothpaste and called the whole experience plain airplane. Welcome, Helen Michelle. Woo! <laughs> Have you been waiting to woo? Oh, I flew on a daily basis, but I've been ready to do it on the radio. <laughs> Leonard Lope, Leonard Lope did not woo. I know that's so odd that Leonard Lope will not woo. <laughs> all right, well, let me. We're going to start off with a question that we ask all of our guests, and that I is, know what it is. I bet you, I'm a long time listener. That's right. Who lives in your house? Well, I live in my house. My husband. Lex lives in my house, and my two cats, Big Boy and Tang Tang, live in my house. <laughs> and let me just say for everyone that Big Boy is a beast. He is. He is like an ottoman with legs. He's five <laughs> pounds. How many pounds? He is, he's, yes. he's 25 okay. pounds. He is an emotional eater. Here he comes. He's just come into the room. Uh, he's lurking. He heard his name. (laughs) He can probably hear me shrieking from the other side of the country and is trying to hide under the couch. That that or he's ready for his fourth feeding of the day. (laughs) I mean, no matter what happens in my life, I am just a personal assistant to a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, something that you mentioned uh, not in your house that Mm -hmm. is uh, unusual for the people that we tend to call is there are no kids. You got... No, not that I... Have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be nice if some I'll of us to, had I'll, kids and we just hadn't picked just, up on it because they weren't too well, much trouble? You know, I'll, have to, I'll have to check the glue trap. <laughs> That's right. There might be one stuck there. Uh, well, you've actually mentioned uh, s- uh, several times in your recent press that mm-hmm. you, you are, you, this is by choice. You are happily, happily without children. And it's actually. It's one of those things that you hear people say, and it's like, well, you should write a whole book just on not having kids. And like, it's like, this is weird. Like, there's this weird uh, sort of 
environment around saying that that people then demand you know much more. Well, yeah. what's more? I want more. What why? You, why? Tell me yeah, more. What's going usually on? Usually, what follows the question. The question I'm asked most mostly when people meet me is, I am 45 and I look 45, and so I'm not asked, "Do you have kids?" I'm asked, "How many kids do you have?" Oh. And when I say none, um, they often say, why? Or they say, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then I hear usually a tirade of um, what you would call, uh, you know, rants (laughs) um, about uh, grown children, young children, uh, other people's children, etc. So, yes, I often ask why, and I often don't answer that question. <laughs> or if I do, I just say, why Why do you want to know? And because usually people just want to talk about themselves. And I let them. Well, it, I feel like, though, it certainly makes the question that we ask a lot of authors or writers or creative people mm-hmm. uh, on our show a little easier, which is, you know, work-life balance. You know, I mean, like, where do you, well, how do you yes, find your... I don't your... have much balance. Um, yeah. I, there is the idea that a woman should try to have it all. Right. And I just have no interest in having it all. <laughs> um, it's a lot easier when you... Don't do that. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I live a very, very relaxed, easy life. Um, I do not have a day job. I do not have children. And I have to say, it's a pretty good situation. Okay, so it sounds like you got it. You, you have it. You do have it all. You have, you have yeah. like, yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's, that's great. And it's... it's- <laughs> Well, people do ask me. I will say I get a lot of like, uh, in general, especially now that the books come out, uh, I do get asked like, you know, as people learn about you uh, Mm -hmm. through these interviews, people will say, well, you know, are you jealous? Do you have, you know, oh, yeah, I get that one a lot. What do you say? No, actually, I'm really not. And and here's why, because it's not just the... The, I'm not. Je- I'm certainly not jealous of the success that you've you've garnered because I 100% think you deserve it, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. You, I know that you have worked very hard, and and I I don't know why the stars have aligned just so for this particular book, given how many things you've done before this. But it has, and it's and it's great. But I want to actually get into uh, the book itself. And mm-hmm. Teresa and I were talking right beforehand, and she'd most recently read uh, the New York Times piece on you. And she was like, it was so helpful to read because a lot of times one can see somebody having this great amount of success. I mean, this short story just came out this month. You've had four mm-hmm. reprintings. Uh, you've hit the New York Times bestseller list. You've been freaking everywhere uh, in terms of press and in terms of a book tour. And it can be a little like, what you do, just sit down and write a book? You know what I mean? Like, which is not the case. So I, what, I, what I would really like for you to share with us and our listeners is sort of what got you to not only to uh, this book, but to this place. Well, I will tell you, um, as you know, I have lived a very private life for at least 10 years. Um, I had a book come out called Eating the Cheshire Cat in 2000, and then I wrote a book about a poker-playing serial killer, and nobody (laughs) wanted to publish it, 
And then I wrote about a witch in the 1950s, and nobody wanted to publish it. That's still one of my favorites. That's still one of my favorites. (laughs) And then I wrote a book about a 19th century prostitute in Mississippi, and nobody wanted to publish it. (laughs) And then I quit writing, and nobody cared. And so... I'd like to preface, can I just preface, having insight, your first book that you came out with, Eating the Cheshire Cat, that actually got a lot of attention. That was... Mm -hmm. You were in, and this was like sort of before you had to have internet pages and Facebook there and all that no stuff. Internet. There was not, yeah. You were you were on book tours. People really loved mm-hmm. it. You were in. I mean, like it got a lot of attention. And mm-hmm. I I think there's something to say about having such a wonderful first introduction into the literary world, and then mm-hmm. to have and people just be like, oh my god, this is so great. And then to have three things not work out, that is mm-hmm. that is hard. That is. It's, it is the problem I would choose to have in life. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, that. yeah. But it, it definitely sucked. Um, and I really was, I really did not think I would publish again. Um, when I started writing short stories two years ago, I was really doing it just for me. You hear people say that, but I really was. And it was sort of a gambling thrill. I was them off to... Literary magazines without any credits to my name, and they would get pulled out of the slush and published. And and that was, you know, enough of a thrill. And then as I got more published, I thought, well, maybe I'll put them into a collection. But, you know, 15 years of a dry spell, you don't expect someone to give you a chance again, Um, especially not with short stories. I think. It might even be harder for me to find a secretarial job, which is what I was doing when the first book came out 15 years after not being in the workforce, than it was for me to find this publisher who wanted to publish it. Yeah, I was I was missing happily, but missing for a long time. Yeah, and so I, I remember when you got when when they were interested, and just like mm-hmm. how fast it then went from that moment and I, I and it went fast guys it, it was went just... fast it was it sold on April Fool's Day so I still am wondering if this was a little bit of a joke <laughs> um, but it my agent said to me last year um let me see what you have and the whole way with this I have made it my attitude to trust those people who are trying to help me. And so my agent and friend said, let me see what you have. I said, okay. She read it. She said, I think it's ready to go out. I think this is a good market for it. I said, okay. <laughs> um, it went out on a, on a Thursday and it sold on the Monday. Yeah. It was crazy, just crazy. So that in itself was more than I ever expected for the book. And then, you know, the, the pre-publicity has been incredible. And the book's been out for, I think, 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> everything, everything, including just on Wednesday, mother, um, <laughs> is beyond anything I ever imagined. So well, thank you for including me, especially that I don't have any children in my house. Well, and so here's what's, what's really funny is that, well, there's, okay, there's two things I want to talk about, but real quickly, I wanted to say to the, I remember when I was like, hey, you want to come on the show? Uh, like several, like, like almost half a year ago when this thing was just 
you know, just kind of coming into fruition. I was like, well, it's a little weird. It seems a little weird that I might have my sister on. Is that a little like, you know, uh, is that okay to do on the show? And now, according to Katie Bell, you're doing me a huge favor uh, coming on the show. Uh, and it's going to it's gonna help me out a little bit to have somebody as famous as Aunt Helen Michelle. Um, let it be said, we have na- named a snail after you. So Ellis, our two-year-old, is having a very hard time when he got your Christmas present. He thought it was from the snail, uh, and I may just I may just keep that. Let Katie Bell have her fan, like her her visions of Aunt Helen Michelle, yes. the famous author, and Ellis will think Aunt Helen Michelle is a snail. Um, I think that's a really good um, spirit animal for me. That's right. I like hanging out at the bottom of my castle. That's right. That's you know, right. Underwater, not plugged in, just slowly taking it all in. That's right. Um, and cleaning the cleaning. Side of the that's right. Cleaning. I, I think that's a perfect. Uh, Perfect spirit animal. Well, I want to go back to the like, to like sort of the experience you've had and like the stopping writing and and something that we actually I think is very relatable to a lot of our listeners Mm -hmm. with or without kids, uh, especially as we get older. Is I think there is this Mm -hmm. myth that uh, if you don't. If you're not successful right out the bat, especially when you're younger, if you haven't made mm-hmm. like your decision as to what you were doing in life uh, mm-hmm. really early, then you're not ever going to get it. And, well, that, and that, that has been the biggest, happiest surprise is, oh, it's not my 20s. 45 is the prime of my life. Yeah. And it is fantastic. And you know what? You were 45 and getting all of these nice, Things said and, and um, <laughs> nice interviews and nice pictures. You appreciate it a lot more than your twenty-something-year-old self. And when I say you were, I mean me. Let's I talk a little bit more about uh, Katie Bell. Actually, oh, a little bit. You are you are her and Ellis's aunt. And yeah. we had a lot of ant listeners. We had a lot of ant. I'm listeners. about to become an ant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Teresa's ooh. about to become an ant. What do you tell us a little bit about what you think your role as ant is supposed to be? What is well, what is an ant to you? For me, I don't know what it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> for me, right. I know. I know that um, maybe it's not what you want me to be. For me, <laughs> my role. Is Aunt is to be a um, playmate for a six-year-old. <laughs> when I see Katie Bell, I toddler and hear her. Yes, she <laughs> did, everybody, I, just so you guys know. Oh, please. Yeah. You guys um, had her locked in that back room and had her doing an oh, entire yeah. toddler and tiara dance move and then yeah. made people and then had her charge us to come see it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, so I, um, I see myself as uh, just nothing but positive reinforcement. Just someone who is always free to talk on the telephone and always free to listen to what's up and always uh, going to shower her with the most superficial of compliments. <laughs> yes, Katie Bell, glitter is the new black. Uh, yes, Katie Bell. You are the prettiest, most fancy child in the world. <laughs> it is not my role to discipline her. It is not my role to criticize her. It's not my role to educate her unless she wants to learn poker. She is at the right age. I know. Um, so, yes, my, my personal attitude is I am just like the Glinda of the, you know, Glinda the Good Witch of the North. <laughs> <laughs> now there's Ellis. 
Now we got it. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the final question, and probably the most important, is what has been eating away at you for years that you want to apologize to me for? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and and who do Mama and Papa love more? Oh well, that's me. That's me. It's me. Oh, you guys are both right. <laughs> Mama, Mama used to say, I love you both equally and differently. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I believe that uh, we, we were each told that we were the favorite child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a trick. <laughs> I like to call and say, it's number two in line, but number one in your heart. It's your daughter. Oh. Um, it's okay. I, I, I know I can sleep well at night. I know. I know where I am in the family lineage. Um, all right. Well, Helen Michelle, it was so nice to talk to you. And we did not get nearly as loud as we could have, which is no, rem- well, which is remarkable. Well, yes, Teresa was good um, temperance for that. I was trying to behave myself. <laughs> well, we are going to, of course, share your book with everybody. I know it's already on the list for the One Bad Mother book club. Oh, are going to be uh, getting into that later this year. And, uh, of course, I've got several people. We didn't get to talk about your Christmas trees, but uh, we may have to have you back one day and just talk about uh, your obsession with your themed Christmas trees every year. Um, and uh, But I'll, I'll link everybody up to the New York Times article on that so you can get a taste of that. But thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. You were the first to ever ask me to do anything, and so I appreciate it. I'm sure that you, it was good for the New York Times and the <laughs> <laughs> so oh. podcast. I will tell you that everywhere I go, there are many, many mothers in the audience, and every chance I get, I mention one bad mother, and somebody knows it. Somebody knows out. <laughs> I know that show. That's your sister. And yes, it is. <laughs> to, which, to which, again, when I retold that story to Stefan in front of Katie Bell, her reply was, well, see, so you're almost famous. I mean, like, Anne Helen Michelle is really famous, but you're, like, famous because I'm, like, because I'm her sister? Yeah, that's right. And I was like, if you're right, Katie Bell, that's exactly right. All right, well, I will actually talk to you later, so I will talk oh, to you good. later. Yay! All right, bye. Bye. Make a girl go Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. That was fun. It is weird interviewing my own sister. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, because I was like, I already kind of know yeah, a lot. So I, and, yeah. uh, you know, there are things that would be much more fun to get into uh, in a public forum, but probably not related at all to why we're having her on here. Uh, I thought it was really great. It was <laughs> nice to hear her talk about a lot of those things. I definitely think we should have her back uh, around the holidays. Oh, I agree. Christmas talk trees. about Christmas trees. Yeah. I agree. And But I there is... In all honesty, I am so proud of her, and I know how hard she has worked, and Mm -hmm. I know how hard those rejections were. And as a reader and as as her sister, I was always surprised by the things that didn't get picked up. It Mm -hmm. just never made sense to me, and uh, I am so happy for her success and just who she has become to get to this place where uh, she is handling it in such a positive, great, 
way that she's allowing herself to enjoy it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like she's not fighting it. She's yeah. not. And I think we get into that. We can get there too. I don't deserve it. I don't, you know, if you work so hard and you finally get it and then you beat yourself up for getting it. And I really, she is a role model to me in the sense of shut up mm-hmm. and enjoy it. Just let yourself <laughs> enjoy this thing yeah. and accept that you actually worked hard for it. And I think that's a good reminder for all of us in general that there is no time limit on when we start something new or we revisit something from our past. And, you know, whatever it is that we need to do to try and and make that happen for ourselves, we should. We should give ourselves that opportunity. I agree. I also will be using as my mantra going forward (laughs) the part where she said... um, you know, we're told as women mm-hmm. that we need to have it all, right. but it's a lot easier to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's pretty much what she said. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I just really liked that. Yeah, and she's true. exactly right. She's exactly right. And that is 100% right. You know what also is right is uh, letting somebody call us and rant about something. Oh, yeah. It's so right. It's always right. It's so right it can't be wrong. <laughs> I have a rant. I'm actually usually really, really cool about germs. Like I kind of, you know, operate under the assumption that if I take my children out in public (laughs) during cold and flu season, they will be exposed to germs. And that's pretty normal and that's cool and it's cool for their immune systems and like, you know, lick the grocery cart, whatever. (laughs) I had story time the other day with my two children and there was a woman there with her two children, and one of them had this hacking, flimmy, horrible cough. And, um, you know, don't want to judge, not giving her the side eye, because sometimes coughs stick around for like two months, and Mm -hmm. you just have to go to damn story hour, and you know your kid's not contagious and whatnot. But this sounded pretty bad. So in the middle of helping my daughter pick out a book after story hour was over, I look over and my son is holding the infected child's <laughs> sippy cup. <laughs> and I go over and the mother goes, oh, you might not want to let him hold that because my daughter's really, really sick. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> your daughter, you, you're classifying your daughter as really, really sick and you brought her to preschool library story. The most contagious of places. Not like you'd been stuck in the house for two weeks and were going crazy and needed some fucking milk so you took your kid to the grocery store and got your milk and your wine and whatever because <laughs> you had to get out of the house. It's not like you took them for a walk in the stroller. You took them to the fucking preschool story hour. So here we are four days later and mm-hmm. guess whose kids have hacking coughs and cannot sleep and are dying and are making me want to die. And coughing babies are the saddest thing in the whole damn world. And I just want to find this woman and strangle her. Oh I know, she's and, so mad. I don't know, hit her over the head with the giant bottle of wine I'm about to consume. So, um, that's all. Don't take your kids out in public when they're sick. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. Not one of our sad rants. No, it's not a sad rant. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was a little torn on this rant, right? Because I'm like, look, everybody goes out for a reason. And he, but yeah. even she says, I totally get needing yeah. to go out. But there is a line, 
I, I, I agree that there is a fine line where you're labeling your child as really, 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 really sick. sick. Like, you know yeah. this isn't the two-month cough. Because, yeah. like, I have taken my children out coughing, mm-hmm. and I am the first to say this is the two-week Leftover yeah, cough. Yeah. The sick is over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like my cousin, when she was a baby, had whooping cough. Yeah. And now even though she's six, she has scar tissue. So when she coughs, she sounds like she's Awful. really sick. But right. she's not. Right. It's just, that's... <laughs> right. There's but all kinds you... of things like that. Right. And we're all cool with that. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and I know that this mom who called in is totally cool with that. Yeah. But like, there is something about being like, hey, I did just drop this box of disease off right here yeah. in the middle of the room. It's going to yeah. leave this... Like yeah. super disease thing yeah. in this really easy yeah. place to get sick. Yeah, that's that, rough. That was rough. That was rough. It's, I think what we're all trying to do right now is figure out a reason, a good reason yeah. why this mom brought her really sick child. Child, I know we're all working hard. Hour. We're all trying, and we. I think if somebody comes up with yeah. that answer, we're all ready to, to embrace to, it, totally embrace it, and just be like, right on. This shit happens, and it's hard. <laughs> but to be at home, <laughs> to be the mom at home, and know yeah. where your kid's cold came yeah. from, just to like, trace it back. The Probably. 90s, in her head it is. It is. And that's but like where it they're is. They're all getting sick Everybody. right now anyway. <laughs> Certainly wasn't the grocery cart that your child licked. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> I get it. I get the moment where you're there with I the totally kids. Get it. So you know what? You're doing a good job. We're all going to dig down deep and find out the good job that this other mother was doing. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all going to rally together. It's going to be fine, guys. Your child will be so strong. Yeah. Um, Super tough kids, Super tough kids. Oh, Teresa. Yeah. What did we learn today? Uh, I would like to tell you something that I learned right off the bat that I did not share at the beginning in my super learning moments that I was having at the beginning. I wanted to kind of touch base on Ellis and where I was last week. Yeah, how is that going? It's great. And you want to know why? Why? Because I just didn't do anything. Okay. I just... You did nothing. I just did nothing. I just was like, like getting it out there. And the more and more I tried to explain it, the more I was like... There's actually nothing I can do about uh-huh. this. And why Why am I trying? Yeah. My kid's still going to be tired when he comes home, even if right. he sleeps a little later at daycare. Yeah. And he, and he is. He still wants to go to bed at 530. Okay. Even if he sleeps at school. It oh, hasn't changed good. anything. His nap is just later. And I actually got him to sleep once on my own. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. we're just going to, yeah. there's just actually nothing to do. Okay. When he's wow. ready yeah. to change his schedule, yeah. he will it will change. Yeah. So I just am not doing anything. I love that. It, I love that as an answer it, to this. It feels great. Yeah. yeah. So I have learned to not do anything. Good. So that's lesson number one. Good. Takeaway for the day. Takeaway two, let's uh, remember that we're responsible for what we say in the universe. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, we learned that we are responsible for all the wonderful things that our children do mm-hmm. and why they excel at everything. And when they do anything horrible or wrong, it is everybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Or they were possibly born a monster. Yeah. And that's out of our control in general. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. Yep. Uh, worse, I think we've learned that a lot of it may be out of our control. Uh-huh. But that's not reason enough to stop trying, everybody. We still have to try. <laughs> and to just be prepared that, you know, it's not a reflection on I mean, it, it, we can't let that reflection on us get too carried away. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, really, it's we not— We are not a, one entity with our kids. Right. Yeah. And 
our responsibility is to ourselves and to our families. Yeah. And sometimes you just can't control what the rest of the world is thinking or saying Absolutely. or taking home. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. you know, when your kid runs around barefoot mm-hmm. on the campus, uh, try and be kind and forgiving <laughs> to them uh, and to yourself. We also learned that I have a sister. She's pretty cool. She's uh, great. <laughs> that she's doing a good job. Yeah. Everybody, you're doing a really good job. Yeah, you guys I, are. I just cannot tell you yeah. what a great job you're doing. Yeah. It is really hard. I just spent another like a uh, night listening to calls, uh-huh. <laughs> catching up on the backload of calls we got. Yeah. You guys call a lot, and that's great. <laughs> it is, you guys are doing really good. I, it's impossible. Yeah, I, I've periodically over the last few weeks thought had the thought cross my mind, I don't understand how anyone does anything. <laughs> Ever. We, I mean, really. Yeah. I really don't understand how we do all this stuff. So we're just amazing, basically. Yeah, just awesome. Yeah. High fives all around, yeah. everybody. Yeah, you guys are so great. You guys are doing a good. Teresa? Yes. You are also doing a good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about theshin.org slash One Bad Mother. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blues. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.